I see a podcast arising. I see trouble up ahead. Don't go around tonight. Wait a minute. Trouble up ahead? No, there's no trouble up ahead. It's good times up ahead on this podcast, okay? Hello, everybody. It's me, Harland Williams. You're rolling down the Harland Highway. God, it's good to have you here. I just sucked your skin follicles. What? Anyways, we're already off to a confusing start. (laughs) But uh, we'll make up for it. The rest of the show should be just a dandy, a gym dandy. We're going to be talking uh, about uh, shark finning. Uh, I got some exciting news. People have been responding to the, uh, the call. We're going to be talking about people that talk too much. Uh, I'm going to be playing a clip for you from one of my movies. So all you stoners, uh, sit by your podcast and get ready. Life coach Dr. Debbie Timer will be in today with some advice. Uh, We're going to be talking about your fear of computers, computer fear. And then an interesting visitor to the studio towards the end of the show. Uh, It's going to be fun. It's going to be illuminating, so turn a light on. You're on the Harland Highway! Welcome to the Harland Highway. Please go away and leave me alone. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. (laughs) Man, keep it going. Love the show. You're hilarious. My blanket, my blue blanket, give me my blue blanket. Fasten your seatbelt. You're riding down the Harland Highway. The Holland Highway. Have you checked the children? Hello, Holland. My name is Debbie Asburn. I am a so-called land dolphin. I speak through a blowhole. I am very sexy besides the fact I slurp soup through my blowhole. Ever since I listened to your show, I now live in fear of a bird flying into my blowhole and killing me. Thanks a lot. Wow. Okay. Uh, boy, that dolphin sounded like it swallowed a computer, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> great, great message. Thank you. If you want to leave a message, 888-500-2090. 888-500-2090. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's why I love giving out this number. You just don't know who or what's going to call. I got a dolphin worried about a bird flying into its blowhole. Um, sounded like a computer. And speaking of computers, this is exciting but also scary. I think this could be the beginning of that whole Terminator thing. Um, but uh, I guess uh, IBM, the, uh, the uh, company known as IBM, I believe it stands for Industrial Business Machines, I'm not sure, but I think that's what it is. They have created a computer now, and what they did is they matched it up against the three best top-scoring geniuses on Jeopardy. Three human beings went up against this IBM computer on Jeopardy, and the damn computer won. It beat the humans. A, amazing, pretty cool. B, 
I'm scared to death. I now live in fear of a bird flying into my blowhole and killing me. Think about it, man. That's pretty terrifying. Okay? You, you, you got to be pretty smart to win at Jeopardy. Okay? And I made a mistake. It wasn't the, the top three Jeopardy players. It's the top two Jeopardy players of all time. That takes some brains. That takes speed. Like, think how quickly these guys calculate the answers. Sometimes they're pressing the buzzer before the question's even finished. Okay? So we're used to computers where we write letters and we maybe we uh, sort through our photos and we, uh, you know, we can dictate a letter and we can go on the emails and, we, you know, all that stuff. But what happens when you have a laptop sitting at home that can actually think, that can actually outthink you? Isn't that getting a little scary? And as advancements in technology continue, so do advancements in the robotics industry, okay? So it isn't going to be long until the two get married together. And can you please picture a scenario that's not too unrealistic where a robot is wandering your house or the streets and is better than you at Jeopardy? I have a funny feeling if it can beat you at Jeopardy, it can pretty much beat you at anything else. So let me, let's get you a little more into this story. Here's some clips. The computer's name is Watson. And uh, here's a little more on this fascinating yet scary peak into what lies ahead. In Jeopardy's 47-year history, there has never been a contestant like Watson. With 15 terabytes of random access memory, the IBM supercomputer has gobbled up encyclopedias, dictionaries, books, news, movie scripts, and more. Okay, are you scared yet? The computer's name is Watson, and here they explain exactly how this whole thing works. So how does it work? It's a massively parallel, probabilistic, evidence-based architecture. That's a mouthful. But the way to think about it is it's taking that clue, it's taking that category, it's taking the surrounding clues in that category, it's dissecting it and understanding it from many different dimensions. I'm telling you, man, it, it's kind of spooky. Now, here's, here's Watson actually playing these two geniuses, and listen to his creepy voice. Kathleen Kenyon's excavation of this city mentioned in Joshua showed the walls had been repaired 17 times. Watson... What is Jericho? Correct. 400, same category. This mystery author and her archaeologist hubby dug in hopes of finding the lost Syrian city of Urkesh. Watson? Who is Agatha Christie? Correct. Wow, did you hear that, like, cold, emotionless voice? It is, I don't know, it's, it's chilling, man. And apparently... Uh, from what I've read, the computer Watson actually has is able to reflect on its decisions. So it's not just spurting out calculations and answers. It has the technological uh, capability to reflect on what it said or what it's thinking. Isn't that a little frightening? Isn't that that freak you out? That That means that it's not just going from A to B, it's not just spitting out a conclusion. It's 
it's challenging itself the way we would to search for different answers and different ideas and and I don't know. It, it's it's like the beginning of a thinking computer. And I'm telling you, man, as far fetched as Terminator is, it uh, it almost feels like the beginnings of us going down that road. And you know how fast we're moving with technology now, man. I mean, look what cell phones have done, you know, from year to year. They become more and more elaborate, more and more incredible. So let's not trick ourselves into thinking that we won't have walking, talking robots before long. Here's what host Alec Trebek had to say about the whole thing. I think the most intriguing thing about this uh challenge on Jeopardy featuring Watson and two of our best players ever is where do we go from here? How do we follow this? But I'm sure that within a couple of years or so, we'll figure something out. And what's funny to me is that right now we're all probably like, oh, how cute, a computer. Oh, amazing. And thanks. Ha <laughs> ha. It beat the guys at a silly game show. <laughs> But, you know, cut cut to 25 years down the road. Cut to 50 years down the road. Cut to 100 years down the road. Aren't you a little bit creeped out when maybe there's a thinking computer that stands at the end of your driveway and makes sure you go to work and follows you and makes decisions for you and keeps you, its eyes on you? Or maybe your neighbor's robot gets programmed to come and terminate you. Or I don't know what, man. You know, and what if one of these things, someone programs a computer to go off and be a rogue, be a loner. Programs a computer to be stealthy and sneak around and kill humans. I mean, if Jeopardy's just the beginning, it's a little scary, it's a little eerie, and I'll say it again, being on Jeopardy, you can't be a dummy. Hank, was combustion? No. I speak through a blur hole. I'm Dr. Debbie Timer, and I'm your life coach. I am my baby's mother's sister's daughter, and it's time to get a life. Your life. Well, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dr. Debbie Timer. I am your life coach, and I just want to say thank you for joining us on the show today where we take your calls and listen to your stories and try to guide you through your life a little better. Let's take a call from Dallas, Texas today. How are you today, Dallas? Hi, Dr. Debbie. How are you today? Well, I'm very good. And what can we talk to you about today? Well, I have a bit of a situation. Uh, I have this thing that I like to do. Okay, a thing. I think we all have a thing. 
What is your thing? Well, I like to kick old people in the ass. Excuse me? Yeah, I like to, when I'm walking around in the street, I'll see an old lady bending down to pick up some change off the sidewalk, or I'll see an old man trying to get into his car, and I'll just run right up behind them and kick them real hard in their bony old ass. Okay, sir, that is uh, not only uh, dangerous, but it's probably illegal. Yeah, I'll tell you what's illegal. If I want to kick up an old bag up the ass, you know what? I'm going to do it. I got a pair of pointy cowboy boots, and I'll tell you what, Timer. I'll tell you what. Okay, please don't address me as Timer. My name's Dr. Debbie Timer. Yeah, whatever, bitch. What did you call me? I'm telling you, I wait till these old bags bend over and I run up on them and I kick them square in the ass. I kicked one guy so hard in the ass, his bumpy old face went right through the front window of a Baskin-Robbins restaurant. Okay, sir, these are criminal activities. You are not allowed to do that. That's aggravated assault and... Oh, yeah, it is. And you should see the stains on the end of my cowboy boots. Pardon me? Oh, you heard me, Timer. I got some black alligator cowboy boots, and you should see the granny stains on the end of those things. I'm sorry, sir. Not as sorry as those old bags are. Oh, yeah, I see an old bag bent over. I run up on her like a California pizza kitchen teriyaki wonder burger. What the hell are you talking about, sir? I kick them so hard their adult diapers blow up and I get stains all over my alligator cowboy boots. It is heaven on earth, you fuckaholic. Did you just call me a fuckaholic, sir? You damn right I did, licorice whip ass. Okay, sir. I'm not here to take your abuse. I'm a life coach. I'm here to help. Do you have something other than kicking old people? Yeah, I do. All right, let's get to that then, shall we? You got it, Timer. And stop calling me Timer, you fucking idiot. Ooh, someone just put a little spice on the pancake. What is your other... I like to kick even older people. People in wheelchairs, people in walkers, people laying in a sleeping bag. I just like to run right up and kick them in their bony old ass. Okay, sir, I'm gonna have to hack. You hang up on me, Timer, and I'll run over there and kick the microphone right out of your bony, veiny, arthritic little hands. How dare you, sir? I have wonderful hands. I go to the nail salon. I bet you pick your bony ass with those fingers, don't you, Timer? All right, I think I've had just about... You just go digging up there like an abalone diver looking for shells at the bottom of the sea. Jam them dirty bony fingers right up your therapy ass and grind it around. Okay, hang up on this fucking idiot. I'll phone you right back, Timer. No, you won't phone me back. Hang up. Timer, Timer, Timer. Are you quite finished, sir? Not really. I have a bit more.
are you done, you fucking idiot? What's the matter, Timer? You don't like helicopter noises? What I do like is the noise of my phone hanging up on you. I'll see you in half an hour. My boots are just dying to kick their way up your bony fat ass. See you later, Thimer. Sir, what? What? Wait, wait a minute. Okay, we're going to uh, take a break and get to another call. And who the fuck was that? Who is that fucking idiot? We'll be back. We'll be back after this. Trace that fucking idiot's call. And I don't have a bony ass. I got a little treat for you today. You know, many of you know me from my wonderful movie roles. You know, Half-Baked and Something About Mary and Dumb and Dumber. And some of you don't know me from my movie roles. So what I thought I would do was play a scene from one of my movies for those of you who know it and love it and from those for those of you who are just getting to know it so here's a scene from one of my movies half baked this is the scene where i accidentally got high went to buy munchies and on the way out of the pizza joint i bump into a police horse so I start sharing all my munchies with the police horse. Police horse's name is Buttercup. <laughs> and I'm completely stoned. And I start feeding the police horse. Unbeknownst to me, the police horse is a diabetic. And I kill it. And now, technically, I'm considered a cop killer. Here you go, people. Harlan Williams as Kenny from Half-Baked. Now! Officer down! I repeat! Officer down! What the hell did you give my buttercup? I just gave him some candy and some chips and some pink popcorn and some buttons. This horse is a diabetic! Buttercup! Buttercup! Don't you leave me! Breathe, buttercup! So sad. Buttercup or Butternuts is dead. But you're still alive, so keep on riding down the Harlan Highway with me, Kenny the school teacher from Half Baked, aka Harlan Williams, here on the Harlan Highway. Oh, all the little critters dying. Well, I have some good news about some critters dying. Well, it's not good news. It's good news about some bad news, and uh, I'm very excited about this. Uh, as you know, uh, I've been talking about the uh, the uh, finning industry, where uh, fishermen cut the fins off of sharks, kick them back in the water alive. They can't swim. They sink to the bottom and just slowly die. 
and all they take from the shark is a fin to make a ridiculous soup called shark fin soup. It's like an Asian delicacy, and uh, they're wiping out the sharks in the oceans. If you don't believe me, uh, check it out online. They're, they're, they're killing, I think it's something like 100 million sharks a year. 100 million. Um, that's just, it's incredible. Um, but there's a movie called Shark Water, and I watched it, and it got me all fired up. It's about this senseless industry. And so I thought to myself, I want to do something about this. You know, I want to help save the sharks. Nothing deserves to, to die like this for such a ridiculous cause. So uh, we have a, uh, an email, saveashark at gmail.com. And what I did is I asked you, my wonderful listeners, uh, if you wanted to get involved in this cause, is what you could do is write to saveashark at gmail.com. Give us your email address, and we will send you a form letter uh, with a restaurant that serves shark fin soup in the United States. And uh, you can send uh, the letter to them via mail, not email, a real letter saying, hey, we're not going to eat at your joint because you uh, you kill the sharks and you serve this soup and blah, blah, blah. Um, you, can, you can write and we'll send you the, the letter. All you do is print it up. But here's where I'm excited. We just started this thing recently. And we've already had a bunch of people write to the site and get the letter. And uh, I actually got an email from one young gentleman. Uh, I'm very excited about this. His name is Greg Gorski. I hope I'm uh, pronouncing that right. Uh, Greg Gorski wrote me a letter. And uh, I love it. This is, this is what he wrote. He goes, uh, I live in Oakland, California. The restaurant is called Fountain Garden Seafood Restaurant. It's a local hole-in-the-wall restaurant uh, with mostly Asian clientele. Well, that's probably right. It's a uh, Asian restaurant. And he says, I'm not sure a letter campaign would do anything, but of note, I have stopped going to a neighborhood restaurant that have begun to serve shark fin soup. So I'm guessing uh, he's talking about the Fountain Garden Seafood Restaurant in Oakland, California. So, you know, already this thing is having an impact. You know, these kind of things start with one person, and it moves along, and it moves along. And uh, Greg Gorski, thank you so much. Uh, And thank you to everyone who's been... uh, writing in to help uh, get this cause going. Um, once again, try and uh, TiVo or rent or, uh, you know, you can download from Amazon.com uh, a documentary called Sharkwater. Very compelling, uh, very revealing, very sad. And uh, if you want to get involved in this, this little cause to stop this ridiculous uh, shark fin soup, Write us at saveashark at gmail.com, and we'll send you uh, a a little letter and the name and address of a restaurant that's uh, serving the crap, and uh, you can help us hopefully uh, get them to change their mind and stop serving a soup that's 
killing the sharks, which in turn kills the oceans, which in turn kills the planet, which in turn kills us. All right, I know I strayed away from the wackiness there for a little bit, but uh, this is important, so please get involved only if you want to, only if you feel it in your heart. Um, and uh, now that I got that off my chest and said my thank yous, uh, let's get back to the wacky Harlan Highway. Do you ever have a conversation with someone, the conversation kind of ends, and you know it? And anyone else around you knows it, but the person you're talking to doesn't know it. Like you've just spent 10 minutes and they've told you uh, all about their vacation or something. Then we climbed up the uh, Mount Everest and we crested. And you're like, great, man, great. And you give those little kind of verbal clues and you're kind of like, okay, well, hey, it's been great seeing you. Yeah, and while we were up there, we took a bunch of pictures. I was just standing. It was like I was on the top of the world. I could see just forever. Oh, yeah, forever. That That's great. So... Cool, great catching up with you, man. The clouds and I could just see. We we could just see. It was like we were in heaven. We were we are touching the clouds. It's like we were. I could have kissed an angel right on the face. Wow, I, I totally get that, man. Uh, you know what? I I better get going. Have you ever climbed a mountain? I mean, it's just wonderful. It's an exhilarating experience. It really tests who you are. Well, I'll tell you what, there, there's something else that really tests who I am. What do you mean? Well, you know, just sometimes, maybe I'm being tested right now. Well, I'll tell you what, if you really want to test yourself, do what I do, and get some mountain gear and climb up that dirty son of a bitch Everest and show it who the man is. Just punch that sucker in the face. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd really like to punch... Something in the face right now. I have to get going. Speaking of going, did you see what Dan wore to work the other day? That blue suit? Oh, come on, dude. I've got to be in a meeting. Oh, I've been to meetings before. So, so let me tell you about my last meeting. You know what I mean? It just goes on and on and on. They don't get it that you're done. That the conversation is over. Uh, did, where are you going? Where are you people going? Wait a minute. This 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 segment isn't over. This segment isn't over. Let me tell you more about how people go on and on. So anyways, they go on and on and on. And they... What do you mean? I'm talking about how people can go on and on and on. Harlan, what's cracking? This is Joseph. I'm calling from the city of Chino. And not the prison, the city. On the whole toenail situation thing we got going on here, I'm more of once I start playing the old tug of war with my socks. Time to take off the socks and trim the nails. Other than that, don't do it So you play the tug of war. Wow, and just quickly before we wrap up today, can I talk about another war that can't be won? Uh, you know... It drives me nuts. It ha you see it a lot in the summer, but if you live in a warm place that's all year round like me, living in uh, Cali, California, oh, I hate this. I like moths. Moths are cute. They're like, they're like butterfly juniors, right? And the poor little fellers, for some reason, they like the light. I don't know why. They wait till nighttime to come out, and then they look for a light. 
instead of running around all day in the light, where there's lots of light, they wait for the night and fly into a light. So it drives me nuts, and I'm sitting here right now doing my show, and there's a moth on the window right beside my face, right here in the studio. He's on the window, and he's been flapping and flapping and flapping and flapping against the glass for hours. And the poor little guy can't get in. I don't even know if he knows why he wants in. Does he want to come in and be a guest on my podcast? Does he want... Well, you know what? Let's... Let's, I'm going to let him in and see what happens here. Let me get the door. Let, I'll let him in, and I'll, I'll put him on the podcast, see what he has to say. Maybe he's this is he's got something important to say. Let me get the door. All right, here we go. We got the moth. I'm putting him in, a, in the guest chair. Just, yeah, just flap right there. Flap right there. Well, you're in. How are you? Okay, and why were you trying to get in so badly? Oh, oh, really? Oh, my God. Oh, my God, yeah, it's, it's just over there. Yeah, right there, right around the corner. Yeah, no, th- don't worry about closing the door. I know you don't have hands. Yeah, oh, oh, that sounded... Okay, y'all done? Okay, th- thank you for flushing, by the way. Uh, I'm going to let you back out now. Anything to say before you go? Perfect. All right, thank you, uh, Mr. Moth. There he goes, off into the night. And a bat just ate him. Uh, okay, uh, so anyhow, there you go, mystery solved. Um, hey, it's also a mystery solved that we're at the end of the show. So sad, so sad, so sad. Me, 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 me. Uh, but we will be back. Don't forget, you can call and leave messages uh, for the Harlan Highway at 888-500-2090. What, what an easy number to remember. I mean, listen, there's someone calling right now. I said the number. Did you hear that? That's unbelievable. All right, let me get this call, and I'll finish up the show. Well, what do you know? A ham sandwich. Okay, very odd phone call, but hey, that's what we like. So anything goes, uh, leave us an insult, a compliment, a story, and I love you and I hate you, whatever you want to leave. If we like it, we'll put it on the air, Uh, 888-500-2090. Love hearing from you. It's always fun if you try to make me laugh. I do appreciate that. Um, And don't forget, folks, for those of you down in the Florida region, for those of you in the Sunshine State, all this weekend, yours truly will be at the Improv in Tampa, Florida. Uh, I'll be there Thursday the 27th through Sunday the uh, 30th of January. Uh, First month of the year, great way to end it out, coming down and having some giggles with me. Uh, you can go to harlowwilliams.com, click on my stand-up schedule, and you'll get all the tickets and showtimes. Or you can go to uh, improv.com or tampaimprov.com. Would love to see you down there uh, at the show. Don't forget, you can pick us up on Stitcher at stitcher.com. It's a free app. You can download the uh, Harland Highway on your uh, phone. And... Uh, 
Don't forget, if you want to pick up uh, Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face, my indie movie, you can uh, download it at Amazon.com for very cheap. You can rent it or own it. Or if you want your own physical com, uh, physical uh, DVD, you can order them from the store, the HarlanWilliams.com store. All kinds of information here. And don't forget, saveashark at gmail.com. Get involved. Help save a shark before it loses the chance to eat you i know weird right uh that's all the time we have for today i hope you had a good time i really do i just i just so do i would offer you a big tall glass of lemonade right now but all i got left is the big fat bowl of chicken chow main baby <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs>